What do you do when your friends don't support your goals? Maybe you're thinking of making a career change. Maybe you're looking at going back to school. Maybe you're looking at writing your book or starting a passion project or growing your family or embarking in just some kind of adventure that is brave and new and really important to you. And when you share your ideas with your friends, when you let them in on what it is that you're working on and what it is that you're thinking about doing, you don't really hear anything positive back. Maybe it's just kind of silence or they change the topic and they're not very interested. Or maybe they start presenting all of these fearful and limiting arguments about why that's not a good idea and all the stuff that should go wrong. If this feels familiar to you at all, and maybe that's with a partner or a family member or a friend, but if this feels familiar, you're going to really enjoy this episode today. It's a Q&A question where I'm talking about how you handle things when your circle is not supporting your dreams. You are listening to the Boldest Love Podcast. I am your host, April Boyd. I'm a psychotherapist and life coach. And this question that came in is a really common phenomenon. It's a really common phenomenon when you're trying to start something brave and new and you have this really valid, really important need to be a bit bolstered up by your circle as you're starting this brave new thing. And yet often the people that we have around us are not necessarily well-equipped or able or sometimes even willing to give us the support that we need to help us maintain our motivation and our courage and kind of keep going after that thing that we want. So I'm going to share some tips with you today. And again, just filter this through your own wisdom, your own gut instincts, your own situation to feel what feels useful in this for you and take the parts that work for you. And feel free to leave the parts that don't because all of this is just ideas to consider to help you get more calm and clear and grounded on how you want to handle these situations in your life. So the first thing I want to say is if you're in a situation and you're finding yourself not getting the support you need, one, you need to really acknowledge and just take a moment to own the fact that your need is a really important one, right? This is kind of rubbing you the wrong way because there's actually a really significant need that your system is expressing to you, right? That your frustration and your upset is really highlighting. It is important to have people cheer you on when you're starting a scary new adventure or stepping outside your comfort zone or trying something new or different or considering making a change. We need people to help us be able to keep that momentum going. We need people to kind of tell us, you know, to cheer us on as we're doing that. So the first thing I just want you to take note of is this is frustrating you so much because your need is valid. But the second thing that I want to offer is you need to stop being reckless with your dreams. I think of our projects, the things that we're pursuing, our dreams, our goals. I often get this picture in my head of like this small shoot 
this green plant starting to come up through the ground. And it's small, and it's tiny, and it's growing. And I think of our projects and our goals as working the same way. It's like you're growing something really new. And in that beginning phase, you have to guard it a little bit. You have to kind of fence it off to make sure that people are not accidentally going to step on it when it's still so tender and fragile. But I think that what happens is we sometimes, because we're so excited or nervous or in need of that support, we kind of run around to everybody saying, hey, don't you think this is a good idea? Hey, can you cheer me on in this? Hey, like, come on, I want your support, right? Without really stopping to notice, is this somebody who is actually able or willing to offer you that support? It reminds me of this quote I saw, right, that was basically like, quit asking people for directions who have never been where you want to go. Because it's just often outside their own experience, their own comfort zone, their own knowledge base. So you have to start treating this need as being really sacred and really important. You need to both honor the need for it and start protecting your energy level, your faith in this, right? Because what happens is we bring it to somebody that's just going to knock it down. And then what happens for us? We go home, we start to second guess ourselves, we start to get overwhelmed, we start to wonder if we're doing the right thing. And all of a sudden, all that excitement, all that sense of certainty, all that sense of like, yes, this is what I want, starts to be chipped away. And we're left in this place of like dragging our feet again, right? Circling around the same questions that you've maybe already answered for yourself a hundred times, but it puts you into this place of second guessing all of it. So you need to start being careful about who you're going to for support. And, you know, as I think of this, I think of uh, many years ago, one of the first things that I started in entrepreneurship was uh, a little art shop. I'd rented space in this uh, collective where basically I was able to uh, put my art and the things that I was making on the shelves there. And I had to pay like a monthly fee to be able to do that. And that was a really big deal to me, right? It was something that was really exciting and really important to me at the time. And it was interesting to notice that not only were the people around me not really excited or interested in what I was doing, If anything, I got pushed back. And I got pushed back because, one, I was told that it was not really a practical or good idea. And two, I was suddenly less available because instead of being able to connect with my friends as much as I had been, I was at home trying to get these pieces done. And it was interesting to notice that instead of getting cheered on, I was getting slack. I was getting pushed back. And when we think about it this way, that's okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that these are bad people. It doesn't even necessarily mean that they're bad friends. It means that oftentimes we have different people in our circle for different reasons. And there might be some people that when you step back and look at it are really wonderful and you connect in so many ways on these things over here, 
these particular interests, these particular parts of your personality, and they're not necessarily able to connect with you with this stuff over on the other side of you. And that's okay. As long as you take responsibility with looking at who you're going to for what. Because again, otherwise we start to self-sabotage by going to somebody for their approval or support when they're not willing or able to give that to us, right? And that was kind of the same thing when I started the Love and Loss Project. That was a really big deal in my world. It was deeply close to my heart, that work of supporting grieving moms. It felt like a massive change outside my comfort zone to start putting my work publicly out into the world instead of just working kind of one-to-one or two-to-one in my office, that was a huge shift for me. And while there were some people in my life who were supportive, at the end of the day, it just wasn't something that connected to a lot of the people in my existing circle at that time. So while they loved me and were really good friends of mine, they were busy with their own lives. They had their own full plate of responsibilities and tasks and commitments, and there wasn't a lot of leftover energy or brain space to really hold that space for how emotionally big this was for me, right? For how exciting and important this really was in my world. And so we need to stop outsourcing our sense of worthiness, and our search for approval. And instead, you need to start to consider the source and that it might not be personal. The other thing that happens is there's times when if you're stepping outside the box to do something that, let's say the person that you're talking to has no experience with that. Let's say you're talking to somebody that has worked, you know, at the same job for 20 years, you know, they're all about pension and that security and all of that stuff, which is fantastic. But let's say that you've decided to step outside that box and do something different, maybe go into entrepreneurship or start to pursue a passion project or go back to school to get retrained or whatever that is for you. Your change, your shift in direction inevitably puts this question on the table that somebody subconsciously feels like they have to answer for their own self. Is this the right choice for me? Do I agree with this? And most people kind of get locked into their own perspective. So, you know, what they might say to you is like, you know, you need to be careful, you know, all that cautionary tale, all this stuff of like, here's why that might not work. But really all they're saying is that would not work for me. That's not something I would be comfortable with. And so you need, again, to be careful with, are you going to people who have any actual experience in doing the thing that you want to do? Because those are the people that you should be going to for advice, for suggestions, to understand your blind spots, right? To understand the risks. It's going to the people that have actually done the thing you wanted to do. Everybody else is just a spectator, right? So it's like, How does somebody who's just watching the soccer game give you advice or support for really the best way that you should be playing the game? It doesn't make any sense. You need to talk to the players. You need to talk to the coaches. You need to talk to the people that are actually of that world. But instead, we go to our existing circle 
and we go and say, hey, how can I become the best soccer player? Don't you think it's amazing I want to do this? And they're going to be like, no, (laughs) either no, you shouldn't or no, this topic doesn't interest me because they have their own stuff going on. So you need to consider the source of where you're going and stop outsourcing the validation for your dream or idea to people that don't necessarily get it. And we need to stop taking it personally of why they don't get it. If somebody's worked at the same job for 20 years, what are the chances that they're going to really understand the benefits or excitement of entrepreneurship for you? Probably pretty low, right? So you're the one that needs to take responsibility for being careful with this little plant that is growing up through the earth of your passion and your dreams and your goals and your project. And you need to start treating it carefully and seriously. And we need to also consider the question of, have you actually asked these people for support? Have you actually asked them for what you need? Because so often we just kind of pour all that stuff out on the table and then sit back and watch to see what people do with it, right? I'm going to tell you my whole story. I'm going to tell you my exciting thing. I'm going to tell you the thing I want to do. And then I'm going to sit back and watch you essentially break it and make a mess of it and criticize it. So consider asking for the support that you need. If you're feeling the need to talk about it, say, I would just love it, right? This is a scary thing for me right now, or this is like a new, it just feels so new and unfamiliar. I'd love it actually, if you could just be positive. I'd love it if you could just talk to me about like, why this might be great right now. There might be a time and place for the risk assessment and the caution, right? But at the end of the day, notice what you need when. And the next thing that I want you to consider is treat this need for support as important and go and get it somewhere else. So when I started early on in my entrepreneurship and the Love and Loss Project, because it was so emotionally charged for me in some ways and so new to be putting myself out there, I knew I needed support. So I hired a business coach and I think of the things, you know, some of the things that I did to support myself in that work. I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts and listening to YouTube and essentially kind of creating this circle of people that I had not met, but people that were of the world that I was into, people that were excited about the same things that I was excited about. So we can kind of start to create that circle for ourselves with the people that we've not even met. The internet is a wonderful thing. Podcasts are a wonderful thing. Start to bolster yourself with the resources. There's so many free resources that are out there. Go check them out. Start to do some Google searches, right? And the other thing is, um, what actually, I think one of the other things I did was I created... Um, a a mastermind with other entrepreneurship women and we would go and we would meet for lunch and talk about you know our work once a month and that became one place that I could have that part of myself be the topic on the table right and that was helpful and validating and important 
So think about, is there anybody else that you know? And for me, I I started to just invite women that I had just met (laughs) to come and be a part of that. Women that I knew were also doing their own businesses, right? Because I knew that I had this need for that kind of community and that kind of support. So start to look at cultivating that support for yourself elsewhere. And if one of the things that you're craving is a circle of women where it is safe to talk about the stuff you really want, it is safe to talk about, you know, where you're holding yourself back, how to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, how to talk about the stuff that, you know, you want really, you might want to consider the Bold as Love boot camp. It is my nine-week coaching program. This is our fourth round that we are doing, and it has been an amazing ride and so much fun to be a part of these conversations and the circle of women who are talking about the stuff that really matters, what we're working on, really, where we're holding ourselves back, really, what it is that we're actually thirsty for, and what is it that we're sick of, (laughs) right? And to start to kind of have this luxury of this space where people don't necessarily know and have all of these pre-existing ideas of all the ways that they're used to seeing you and all the ways that they're used to kind of keeping you in a box. (laughs) As I say that, I remember Just as an example, because sometimes fresh people can be so helpful to help us just be where we're at present tense instead of feeling like we're locked into the version of ourselves that we were 10 years ago. For instance, I remember it's the smallest thing, but it just really stood out to me because it expressed so much. I remember getting together with some old girlfriends of mine one time, and I was wearing a hat at the time. Someone I picked up at some like cool shop somewhere. I thought it was neat. So here I am wearing this hat and then go out for lunch with my girlfriends. And I remember my one friend saying to me, what is that? And I'm like, what is what? She's like, you don't wear hats. And it was such an interesting moment for me to be like, wow. The this is the environment, the conditions that shape who we are. I can't even wear a different accessory than somebody is used to seeing me in without some degree of don't change coming back towards me. Without some degree of don't rock the boat, don't change the system, don't change who you are. And You know, there's no judgment or attack in that. At the end of the day, what we also have to realize is every time you're thinking about changing and growing, your circle might be registering a little bit of a threatened response. Even though that's not your intention, even though they might not even be conscious of it, because inevitably when we change, we change everything around us too. We changed the status quo. So it was the funniest moment for me to witness my own environment at that moment to be like, wow, me wearing a different accessory triggers a threat of change in my relationships that then gets pushed back on to say, keep doing it the way you've always done it. 
keep being the person you've always been. And people don't mean to be hurtful. They don't mean to be limiting. We just inevitably are kind of threatening and triggering people when we're changing ourselves, when we're growing, when we're starting something new without even really realizing that we're doing it. So again, you need to have people in your life that are neither intimidated nor impacted. So you have some room to actually think about what fits for you now, not who you were 10 years ago, not who somebody else maybe thinks that you should be, but what is important to you present tense? What do you want to be about? How do you want to show up in the world? What needs to change? What needs to grow? These are the conversations that we're having in Boldest Love as I record this episode. Four spots are confirmed and filled, so I have just a couple spots left. And if this feels like you would like to be there, oh my goodness, please consider coming and being a part of these conversations, this circle of women who can hold space for all of you, not just who you were in 2010. All right, take care. Uh, The information for that is in the show notes. Uh, That is at aprilboyd.ca. And of course, you can send me uh, messages, ask me questions. I'm on Instagram at with love April. Take care.